0: Did you see the uh, At Midnight with Matt My- Matt Myra?
1: Yes, <laughs> Where he was trolling Chris Hardwick the whole way through. Yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> and did you did you see the one with um, it was Little Esther, some dishbag and Neil Brennan, and the dishbag was like it was taken down the whole show because he was awful. And I didn't watch Little last. Esther and Neil Brennan were really funny, and then.
0: Yeah. Is it like the last two or three?
1: It was, yeah, I think it was Wednesday's episode. Okay,
0: I haven't seen it yet then. Yeah, but the Matt Meyer one was so funny. He, he basically stuck with his uh, yeah. thing until it came around being... And then, yeah, Chris he controlled the whole goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I normally
1: don't find Matt Meyer that funny. I mean, I you know, I, it's fine. He doesn't have to be, you know... He has other things that, that make mm-hmm. him good, but uh I don't find him very funny, but I I thought what he was doing was was funny, yeah.
0: I had to go look up what the fuck is Sheppy?
1: <laughs> Some dumb movie by the guy who made District 9. Okay. VR is taking off. Now, you know, I have an Oculus at home, but um that my company bought and no one else wants. But no one else in my office once I should say. Everyone in Tucson loves it, mm-hmm. and no one else in Pittsburgh cares about it. <laughs> hey, more more Oculus for me. But Valve is coming out with a new um, headset. Uh, someone else is coming out with headset. So there's mm-hmm. lots of people are working on this. Okay, it looks like this is going to be more than just a, a very simple fad. Um... Yeah, sure. Why not?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? So i like probably like three percent alcohol, four percent. Yeah. Oh, seven. Never seven.
1: mind. Seven. Okay. Never
0: mind. It's more. It's more uh, boozy than I would think for something like that. Yeah. But. Yeah. So. Uh,
1: the stuff I've seen about Valve's solution is really cool cuz the Oculus uses a uh sort of in, a, a camera that is I think infrared okay. that um detects where you are in space so that it can do a lot of its cool VR mm-hmm. stuff. But that's like a camera that's attached to it. The Valve solution is bigger and broader. They actually want you to place two of these laser emitters in the room that then reflect off of it. And, and, and okay. It's, it so it's like there. LiDAR. Yeah, and then you have two, like, hand controllers that have those on them, too, so you can then interact with stuff. So they want you to actually walk around in an environment. They don't They don't want you to be just in your, at your computer. That's weird you desk. need the
0: hand controllers. I mean... You don't need them. Okay. But I'm saying, you know, the connect uses image processing to find your hands in a TV camera. Yes, yeah. so I'm surprised. That but the, the point
1: of the Kinect is you're always in front of the Kinect camera. The point of the Valve thing is they actually want you to be inside of a room, and have that room then be your space, so you can actually walk around and interact with objects, not just in the preview. Probably of a cam- get
0: better resolution with lidar than you would with camera imaging. Even if you had, even if these same emitters were cameras. You probably can get a finer resolution. Well, it, with I mean,
1: I think what it is 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 getting multiple not just one aspect of where you're about multiple ideas. Well I mean
0: the Kinect has two cameras, so it can do three D, right? I yeah. mean it's it's six inches apart, but it's enough to get depth, right? Right. I mean, the multiple laser emitters, two of them, is the same thing, but they're 10-15 yeah, right. feet it, apart.
1: It, it's, so. it's, and it's much more resolution, yeah, because you can get very fine resolution on lasers. And, I mean, game. that's
0: the one thing with the Connect. I mean, you never know whether it's the Kinect or the game, right? But you know, we got Max a used version of the Star Wars Connect game, and he loves it, and I read the reviews, I knew he would love it. But for an adult, it doesn't have the resolution Like you you can't sword fight. You can just swing your arms r- wildly. You know, that's all you can really and that's, do. And I
1: saw Max play Fruit Ninja, he just loves to jump around. <laughs> yeah, he, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't care about necessarily hitting things. I mean, he, he he vaguely cares, but he's not trying to. <laughs> Today,
0: he figured out, we are playing the Connect Adventures, the one that comes with the Connect, you know, uh-huh. like the different, you know, sports games. And the menu screen, you know, has the hand you move? He figured out he could move the hand with his foot today. <laughs> He's like, Dad, watch this. He picks up his foot. It's the hand. He thought it was the coolest thing because he was controlling the hand with his foot. Right, because
1: that doesn't make sense and should know. Whereas Kinect yeah, doesn't know. <laughs> it sees an object in front and it just assumes that that's An object controller. on
0: the end of an appendage. Yeah. Yeah, so he thought it was the coolest thing because he was controlling it with his foot.
1: But, but the idea of not just being in front of something but actually having a space you can explore is mm-hmm. really it's pretty unique, so at least have goggles
0: too, right yeah,
1: oh yeah, you have a whole you have goggles you know mm-hmm. headphones, right. and then you have these things that you can then interact the, with the world as well
0: right the um that's cool. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, it takes off. That'd be really cool to have something that immersive. I saw a really cool thing. See, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, search for the like, connect sand table. See if that comes up. All right.
1: Connect sand table. Let's see, I don't know if that's going to find augmented reality sandbox with real time water flow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull that up. All right. So, he's
1: scooping up something. Scooping up some sand and putting it down and it and it's turning a, into a topographic so, map.
0: Yeah, there's a projector. There's a sand table and there above it is a projector and a connect. And the connect is doing the the distance readings, the topographic readings. And then there's a computer that projects topographics. So, if you make a mountain of sand, it will make a mountain. Mm-hmm. If you dig it away, it'll fill it in with water. And it draws contour lines and everything. There's a video. Um, you can watch so some I'm kids watching. watch some kids play with this. Not it's, not, I'm just watching it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it it looks. I mean, it's a neat idea. I don't see it. Didn't, it didn't appear all that like super fun. But well, then again, I mean,
0: it's imagine that at a children's museum.
1: Yeah, that's true. But yeah. but but the the idea of what you could do with it is is pretty cool. If you you know. Turn it into fun things. Or or just um, modeling. Mm-hmm. It's much easier that way, right? I mean, if you could model something in 3D with your hands and then have it turn into a computer, it is that, that's a lot easier than having to stretch everything with a mouse and stuff. So
0: Yeah. It's really cool. You know, a lot of people use the Kinect sensor. I don't know what it takes to hack that, to interface it with a computer and write a program with it, but uh, I've seen several things happen with it. And and. I just thought this one was cool. You know, I'm a I'm a map geek. I'm a you know Boy Scout hiking topographic map guy, and and I like how this one draws the contour lines and everything. Oh, it's pretty
1: neat. It's it's cool. Definitely some cool tech. Uh, okay, let's see what else we got. So, artificial intelligence. I, did, I I wanted to speak on on this subject because. You making faces at the camera,
0: <laughs> breaking that fourth wall.
1: I think that a lot of people still have this feeling that because I, I see articles still about uh, what are we going to do when the AIs take over that kind of thing, and <laughs> part <laughs> part of the, the issue is that I really think. That there is still a a very a public misunderstanding of what we now understand about intelligence, which is that it's not all logic; it's not just hundred percent logic. In in fact, we rely very strongly on our emotions. I was reading an article about this where they they have people who have had brain issues where they had the their emotional center either destroyed or disconnected from their logic center. They can't operate at all. They're unable to make decisions. Emotions turn out to be incredibly important in intelligence. They are sort of the backbone on what it, it relies on. So it's it's not that you remove emotions, you become illogical. It's it's that if you remove emotions, it, 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 nothing works. It, you have to have the emotional quality there. And... That's really why artificial intelligence isn't around now. Because if it was just about creating a logical program, well, that's easy. Logic is is mm-hmm. what is what computers do, <laughs> and or not. I mean, those are that simple. That's a, you know we can design a circus to do that. We've been doing it for you know seventy, eighty years doing you know circuitry like that, even longer. The the idea of building an emotional machine that under that, that is intelligent in the way that we are is so... I mean, it took evolution... As far as we know, there is nothing that's been nearly as intelligent as we have that existed on the planet. There are things that we see that have taken different rows to intelligence. Octopus is an example. It's a, it's a mollusk. Right, that that's mm-hmm. a clam that turned into something, um, whereas we are kind of a uh, we're a fish that turned into something. So it, it's a very it's a different lineage of animal altogether. But it turned into something you know vaguely intelligent in the same in, in a similar manner, but in a very different aspect. But emotions play a big role in this, or these instinctual things that we've that we think are baggage. No, they're not baggage. They're part of our development, and they they're, they're part of what what gives us the intelligence that we have.
0: I'm talking about an octopus, I saw this video the other day. It's an octopus attacking a crab. really cool. Let me pull it up here. It's just real short. Wow. All
1: right. Show me a video of white. Okay, here it is. There's it cra- a, a crab.
0: It's in a tidal pool. And there this you lady, you know, this is one of those happy accidents. Ladies just filming this crab, you know, whatnot. Crab has like orange legs. Octopus jumps out of the water, skitters across the rocks, <laughs> grabs the crab. She screams and ruins the video. And the octopus is crawling across land, which I've never seen, uh-huh. pulling this crab, staying away from the pinchers, and then pulling the crab back down underneath the rock. <laughs>
1: it's almost got to the point where I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to eat octopus anymore. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I think they're really, really intelligent. I mean they I think they're bordering on chimps. Mhm. And it's it's it, it it's pretty uh, they it's a different kind of intelligence, but it it's uh, they they do problem solving, they do they're they're able to adapt their environment. They predict the World
0: Cup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, they they care about the World Cup. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean it it is it, it they are very very intelligent creatures. And that, you know, that should be respected. Because it, you know, if it, it there has to be some limits, right? I mean I I I don't I'm not a vegetarian because I don't see a difference between animal life and plant life in terms of quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel that they are both equally quality life. So, uh, so I feel like it's it's prejudiced in terms of animals to be like, oh well, I'm I'm going to eat plants and that's fine. But I guess if I have a prejudice, it would be towards intelligence, and I really think that Doctor. Octopi are showing an incredible amount of intelligence.
0: So, okay, let's explore where the line is. Octopi. Chimps. Dolphins, I presume. Maybe. Maybe. You might eat a dolphin? You've had whale before, right?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I've had octopus, too.
0: Right, right. But whales... Whales are... Often quite intelligent. I
1: would... I don't know. I really don't know. I mean I've seen things that, that octopi have done that I've I've only heard people tell me that dolphins are intelligent or whales are intelligent. I haven't really read up on the data. I don't know how intelligent whales really are if they're you know, if it's just the kind of intelligence that a uh, that cows have too, or hippos, you know. I mean mm-hmm. uh or or even elephants, right? Intelligent animals, bears, intelligent animals to be sure. But
0: so problem was...
1: solving. I mean, you know, showing an understanding of of and a predictive ability, and and you know, figuring out how to do things like open jars and things. That I don't know. And and I'm, I also don't know if that's just a a strange prejudice, too. I mean, an octopus can only open jars because it has the ability to wrap its arms around things and open jars.
0: Well, you're talking about the one where it was stuck inside the jar, right?
1: No, I'm talking about... Because
0: no. there was that one where you're stuck inside a jar and you unscrewed the jar from the inside.
1: No, I'm talking about you know stuff where uh, octopus has been able to open things to get into them and
0: find like, right. crabs and stuff. Uh, I, Yeah, I don't have the data. I don't know if a bear, if shown how to open a bear proof garbage can, can open a bear proof garbage can. Right. Uh, I don't know. Dolphins have a lot of community.
1: But lots of animals in a the community.
0: They seem to have communication. Yeah, I mean, communication. They. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't. I mean, the way the dolphin. I guess the way dolphins hunt are, is very similar to the way wolves hunt, or
1: cats, right, or lions, or something like. that Well, no,
0: they're more solitary. Dolphins hunt in a pod. Lions
1: aren't solitary. Now, coo- like panthers are solitary, but lions aren't. Lions hunt in a pride.
0: Do they? Okay.
1: Um. Yeah. Okay. I've seen. Yeah. I've seen stuff like lion, a, a pride hunting down on elephants.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah
1: I, I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a hard problem.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of. I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that. You know, you won't eat. I didn't say
1: eat. I won't. I said I'm leaning uh, towards leaning it.
0: towards not eating it. So you respect for some reason.
1: I I I follow the Morden rule, which is don't uh, don't take advantage of any animal capable of calculus. I don't know whether octopi are ultimately capable but of calculus. Why
0: calculus?
1: Feels like if you're going to draw an arbitrary limit, put it at something useful.
0: What about using tools?
1: Why is that not useful? Why calculus? Because it's too broad.
0: Crows use tools.
1: Yeah. Lots of animals use tools. You can define tools in a very broad way. It's
0: kind of, I mean... But if they're intelligent enough to use a tool to do a job... mm You're you're really picking and choosing the the threshold. I'm telling you, it's arbitrary. I mean, right but away. yeah, but I mean, I'm math, is, very... math is just a tool to do a job. Yeah, but it's a, it's a I guess it's a uh, abstract tool.
1: Very abstract.
0: So I guess abstract thinking, right?
1: Yeah. Abstract constructive abstract thinking. So you need to not only just have abstract thinking but be able to build models of of, of the world and okay. understand your models to a to a large extent.
0: Hmm. I'm I'm still surprised that you deem these entities of not being dinner. Because of that, uh, I'm surprised you, you, you went there.
1: You got to have a limit. You got to have something. I, or else you're eating people, or you're well, okay that's, with it.
0: That's kind of the limit. Okay <laughs> don't, eat, don't eat your own species. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that would mean that if 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 Homo erectus were still or Homo uh, Homo I guess oh, On the, the on that. the
0: bright side, they're not around, so we don't have to consider that. You don't problem. have to
1: consider it, but. If a subspecies of human ever came about or or a you know a a break off of human that was not the same species would I then be okay with uh, and it's not just eating it's also owning you know it it's putting in zoos that sort of thing mm-hmm. so it you know it's really it's really about giving you know giving them the the ability to interact in society on the level that we are um uh, now, obviously, octopi can't interact with society <laughs> on the level that we do. Uh, are they capable of it? I don't know. And that's the thing. Octopi don't form societies. They're solitary animals. They're short-lived animals. They can't build on the culture like we have. Right. If they could, would they be on the level that oh, we are? Come on. Stop. <laughs> I I don't know the answer to that.
0: I can't answer that. because Who, who likes autoplay videos on news sites? I don't know. No one.
1: But but because I can't answer that question, I'm struggling with with the idea of whether, you know, can I eat them? Do I do do I succumb to a moral barrier here or not?
0: I don't know. That's pretty contrary, to old Greg.
1: I'm about to change my mind, aren't I? Yeah, it is. It's
0: changing a lot in the last ten years. <laughs> I am. This is one of the more shocking ones that you you know, from old Greg to not eating animals that you deem are smart. It's a different angle that I wouldn't have predicted.
1: The more I think about these things, the, the the more they present actual issues. And if I'm going to be consistent with who I am and what I think, mm-hmm. then I should be consistent with who I am and what I think. I should, I should apply that everywhere.
0: Speaking of, of eating humans and whatnot, there was news just the other day about the... Uh, <laughs>
1: I just like the way for eating humans and well, whatnot. Well, <laughs>
0: you're talking about like near species, right? Neanderthals yeah. and, and Homo erectus, whatnot. But they found a, a jawbone. So, what's the details on this one? 400,000 years old. Or, oh, no, no, 2.8 million years ago. So, it was one of the oldest uh, fossils in the Homo lineage. Just a little piece of jawbone, but so
1: that's basically an upright chimpanzee. That's not a. I mean, like Homo erectus is, is basically an upright chimpanzee. It's not. It's not close mm-hmm. to us. Neanderthal were very, sure. very close to us.
0: Sure, but I mean, the story I heard on the radio was that you know this. It's not the missing link, but it's. I
1: mean, there, we are missing links. Everything is is everything is a is a link to another
0: thing. So sure. We, yeah, we found hundreds I was, of missing links.
1: How do I want to say the it? missing link is, is, is a dumb thing. Because of, okay,
0: so there's a gap in the knowledge, right? It's uh, Let's see if I can find it here. Right. So the homogeneous could have evolved half a million years earlier than previously thought. Yes. yes. Uh,
1: Fossilization is a rare event. So we're lucky to have right. yeah. fossils at mm-hmm. all, much right. less... So many fossils that we have.
0: So Lucy, which is not human at all, right? Australopithecus. Right. Is 3.2 million years old. And so this one takes Homo back to 2.8 million years. So you only got 400,000 years. Now, I'm not saying that's the same line of ancestry. Right. But it brings the two a lot closer together. it,
1: It implies that...
0: Well, the, the Homo australopithecus ate all were, the australopithecus. Right? Is it
1: Homo and australopithecus? Well, it implies that at the very least, Homo and australopithecus were evolving. Were cohabiting the same at the same time period.
0: Right. Let's see if there's anything else in this story that I can glean. If we only had a time machine, you could just go back and look at it. It'd Be so easy. I
1: know, God. If 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 only time travel were possible. I think we covered that one though. <laughs> we, we, we beat that one to death.
0: It sure, be nice though. Anyway, yep. New jaw. Humans go back further than we thought, or that we had evidence to previously. And uh, if
1: this if this information is correct, sure. I mean, if we're always. We're always figuring out more things about
0: how the world works. Oh, here's something I want to talk about with you. There's a... It's been on two things. On Science Friday last week, they had two scientists on who... I guess there's a a new publication or something. Ah, What was it? About ideas that should be thrown out. Okay. Like things that have not been proven false yet, but, you know, shouldn't be taken as gospel... And you know are open for uh, update, and sure. and one of the things they talked about was so. Let's see, the one guy was talking about the the universe, the idea of the universe should be thrown out, you know, and kind of talking about the idea of. It was, I found it interesting and surprising. I don't want to paraphrase wrong. That's why I'm hesitating. I'm trying to get it right. And it's, you know, the, now that what, what I'm going to say here is the gist of it, but not okay. how the scientist okay. said it, okay? okay? But it's not only about the observation. If the math and the theories are solid, then things, it can be trusted that things exist that have not yet been observed. Okay, that's bullshit. Something kind of like that. Now, don't say it's bullshit just because I might have not interpreted no, I, 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 it I No, I understand
1: where that's coming from. I understand where okay. the idea is coming from. Because we we just got a lot of confirmation of theoretical physics because we discovered the Higgs boson, right? And the Higgs boson was something that was theory. It wasn't wasn't evidential in nature. It was just a mathematical theory we've been waiting 30 years to discover. So why shouldn't... more? And we've found things like that before. That's not telling the whole story. There... The fact of the matter... If you want to get into the detail of the Higgs... There were four Higgs bosons. We already discovered three of them. So it was likely mm-hmm. that the fourth would show up. Right. Uh, the idea was based on concepts that we had already observed mechanically in superconductivity. It made sense that this, this sort of thing would show up. We've seen physical examples of this actually occurring, so it made sense to apply the same thing to GSW theory taking then the idea of a mathematical theory and blowing it into stuff that we have no way of testing and saying that this is necessarily true. Things that are beautiful and have Mm -hmm. very interesting ramifications and that I think are likely to be true. Things like the holographic principle. Things like like I said, I mean, you know, I, I in, in the time you've known me, I've grown a, a respect for string theory that I didn't have before. But at the same time, I understand that I've it's like throwing a giant blanket over the world and then saying that, you know, the universe is one, one piece of sand in that. And saying, yeah, probably, but if you can't define it any better than throwing the blanket on top of the world, mm-hmm. then you're not really explaining anything. So... So doing that and just saying well you can probably broadly explain the world like this and it seems to work like that that unless that gets you somewhere then we've often found that doing these top down things lead us in, lead us astray and lead us in very wrong directions ultimately let's build from the bottom up and find what we find the further we get away from that the i think the harder it becomes to justify science. Justify it as science.
0: Then, the so, so yeah, I found the transcript from Science Friday here. I, I can't read the whole thing. So the first one, let's see, how did he phrase it? He said, uh, the universe should be, the idea of the universe should be thrown out, right? Multiverses, all that stuff, is, is probabilistic. You know, uh, again, don't don't take too much stock in how I'm misparaphrasing yeah, what they're sure. saying. Um, the scientific concept universe equals observable universe as thrown in the towel. Perhaps that's okay. What's not to like about a universe encompassing infinite, noble space? but the hits keep coming as cosmologists delve deeper into the past they find more and more clues that for better or worse there's more out there than just the infinite space beyond the horizon extrapolating yes. backward in time to the big bang cosmologists have identified an epoch called inflation yeah let's see where this is going uh, i mean yeah we, we've talked about this though mm-hmm. i
1: I mean, there's there's broadly speaking, four multiverse levels. I think. Forget the scientist who came up with.
0: After a two millennium run, the universe as an observable cosmos is kaput. Beyond what we can see, an infinite array of galaxies exist. Beyond that, an infinite array. Probably. An infinite number of bubble universes bounce and pop in the. Uh, If inflation is right, yes. So.
1: Inflation is one of those things that, that really the, the evidence is, is pretty scant. I mean, we, we build lots of models on it, and it, 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 uh, it works. The models work, but the evidence for them is much more scant than what we would, you know, th- than, than the evidence is for, for other things that, that we've come up with. So that ways.
0: was by Seth Lloyd, professor of quantum mechanical engineering at MIT. And then the other idea they went to throw out was falsifiability by Sean Carroll. Yeah, enough, of course
1: right? Sean Carroll would say that. Okay. I have a huge respect for Sean Carroll. He's a fantastic physicist who has who is is brilliant, but of course he would say that he is a strong string theorist who uh who really believes in the theory. And really believes that there's. I mean, he he's a true believer. He's a like a religious fervent to this thing. Of course, he would want to throw out falsifiability.
0: And falsifiability is basically what throwing it out what string theorists needs because yes. it can't be tested, right? I mean, that's that's the gist of it, right? Am I getting...
1: Exactly. That 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 is the gist. that, that is condensed version. There's absolutely no way in which we can test the pre the the ideas of string theory no way at all however if we extrapolate mathematically from what we know then we get something that at least looks very much like string theory
0: all right so that's all i had there I, there's there's a lot in the transcript i can't yeah. really con- consolidate it quickly and
1: but So, like, the the, the four multiverse levels. The, the first level is that there's something outside of our cosmological horizon. And really, no one disagrees with that. And that's right, past 93 million miles. Yeah, that's yeah. most of the universe, right? right. It's so, like I
0: mean, 96% of the universe.
1: But it's causally disconnected from us. So it's not part of our universe.
0: And I've said before, if we can't observe it, does it really matter? It might matter in the... The knowledge that humans have acquired, but in uh, you know as as a as a um, cause and effect or response to stimulus, yeah, this
1: is very much a the moon is not there if you don't look at it situation with the rest of of, with whatever is outside of our cosmological horizon, it literally does not exist to us. It has no effect on us. So yeah, I mean it's not it's not a shake your head thing. It is literally. It well, doesn't but
0: saying exist. the moon, the moon still has effects.
1: Yes, the moon has effects right, on us. Right. What is outside of our cosmological horizon doesn't. Right. Anything that is moving away from us, the, the, the combined speed of us moving away from them is, is greater than the speed of light. We do not have causal contact with, and therefore right. it is not part of our existence. Right. Our existence is only that which we can interact
0: with. Yeah, I agree with that. Exactly. You know, so for the, uh, the canon of human knowledge it'd be good to figure these things out or at least have a good guess. Yeah, And, and maybe that'll lead to... Uh, that could definitely lead to interesting discoveries and other furthering of human invention. But cause and effect, it doesn't. And, you know, for years I tied that back to kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, whether there's a deity out there or not, right? If he doesn't interact... And there's no cause and effect.
1: Then it's exactly equivalent to as if it wasn't, he wasn't there. Right. The second level universe, multiverse, is the idea that there are these bubble universes for sort of inflation. If you follow the math of inflation, then inflation basically says that's what we should expect. We should expect different universes with different uh, different physics in them, essentially, uh, popping up, bubbling up in this sort of infinite Cosmos, yeah. I I honestly really don't. I mean, inflation is a lot is on a lot shakier ground than, than a lot of the f- physics that that I know of. Let's put it that way. Um, I mean, quantum mechanics. We we take that to six nines. We we are going five sigma on that motherfucker. On on, we are not doing that with cosmology. Not to that extent third level multiverse is the idea of is basically the the Everett multi-state theory the concept of every quantum interaction every possible quantum interaction splits into multiple states there's there is no reason to believe that this is true as far as I can tell other than it satisfies a craving for people to, to not have the world be probabilistic. Okay. Um, it still gives this... I should I think long since... Long should have been discarded idea of dualism, credibility... By saying that there is a difference between there is a dualistic nature between uh, what, what we experience and the universe at large, and that there's sort of a universal wave function, we experience a local wave function version of it. Kind of, it's it's its own version of mind body dualism. The mind and body are separate entities, and, and you know they communicate with each other on some level, but but they're separate. Back to okay. back to Descartes there's no and then the fourth level universe is that any it's it's really dumb I think but it's that any possible mathematical structure is its own universe which is out there okay I mean I I dislike dualism so much that I really dislike when people talk about something that people have considered established Uh, which is wave-particle duality. I think that that is the wrong way of thinking about it because the evidence doesn't say that that this is sometimes a wave and sometimes a particle. Sean Carroll would say the evidence shows this is always waves. That's what the Everett theory says. No, it's all waves, all waves. Mm -hmm. Really, the, the, the theory that I think comes closest to it I think, relational quantum mechanics is sort of like, these are different objects. These are not waves. they are not particles. These are something else. And you can't define them as waves. You can't define... I mean, you can define them by the Hermitian operators, but you can't necessarily define... But they're not waves in the same way that a wave cresting on a beach is a wave. And they're not waves... And they're not particles in the same way that billiard billion balls are particles. They're... Something different, and they're defined in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. We have to get, a, and we have to just get around this idea that classical mechanics is is real, and quantum mechanics is the problem. No, quantum mechanics is real, and classical mechanics is the problem.
0: Right. I, I kind of, I mean. A lot of times I'll say right and nod because I don't follow. But this one, I mean, what you lost, that kind of makes sense, right? If you kind of flip the problem over, you can kind of say, okay, so you have this quantum effect that can manifest itself in different ways. Mm -hmm. Sounds like, I mean, from my almost drunk, you know, (laughs) late night uh, point of view, it uh, seems like distill it, or having the information condense out that way makes more sense than having this dualism where something is...
1: And our ability to describe quantum mechanics is unprecedented. And our ability to describe classical mechanics we have it... We have to do lots of weird estimation. Now, that's not saying that there isn't weird things like renormalization we try to do in quantum mechanics to understand infinities, but... It always works.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's... It's such a powerful explanation. It leads to so many right answers. It's very hard to believe that we're on a wrong path.
0: Okay. I mean, sure, but you know, for anyone who's listening to... Who, I mean, you're selling, you know, like quantum theory is... The answer to everything. No. Well, that's kind of what it sounds like right now, so I just wanted to point out to listeners that it still has... We don't have gravity explained in quantum. Oh, yeah.
1: We don't have dark energy. We don't have a dark matter explained. I'm just saying that as an explanation for what we know, quantum mechanics is the deepest and most accurate. It does...
0: It is... But, I mean, people can, scientists can describe gravity's behavior better in classical mechanics than in quantum. Gravity's so weird. Well, it is weird. But I'm saying this is kind of taking what you just said about, you know, you have a particle wave. You have this quantum object that exhibits different kinds of behaviors. And that kind of is logical, right? Where it can condense out in two different ways or, you know, depending on what you're viewing. But you don't have the same kind of thing where there's a quantum phenomenon that describes gravity. But if you mm-hmm. flip it back to the original way that people look at things where you have a mechanical the mechanical okay, go, go the or the classical uh, can it's an estimate but it can describe gravity much in a much clearer sense than quantum mechanics can.
1: Mostly, there is a quantum theory of gravity that works, but only works at low energy. Uh, it, we don't have a high energy version of quantum gravity. That's neither here nor there. But I mean, yeah, for the most, for, for for almost everything, you're absolutely right. Gravity is so strange because there are things about it that just don't that don't jive. For example, uh, you know, I've seen this thing about Lockheed Martin has this idea of they're trying to put out that they've created a way of making a fusion reactor. The Skunkworks came up with some sort of fusion reactor, right? And it, from what they've put out, it just looks like a tokamak. And a tokamak is basically making a toroidal plasma stream that, um you have to use these very large magnets to make this plasma stream to keep it together into this donut shape. And you have to keep twisting it around itself because anytime you make this super hot plasma stream, you get the same thing that happens in the sun when it's super hot. You get flares. And these flares come out because all of a sudden the magnets, the the magnetic field line just get tangled and they Mm -hmm. burst and that destroys the toroidal. So you just have to keep pumping energy into this magnet and Mm -hmm. and flowing it around itself a whole bunch of times in order to just keep it stable. Nature has figured out a way to do that and it's by making things so ridiculously fucking large that this force Mm -hmm. that is absolutely negligible on any scale that you can possibly imagine, Mm -hmm. but on on these enormous monstrous scales actually has a major influence... This gravity force that is 30 times weaker than 30, 30 orders of magnitude weaker than the electromagnetic force. Mm-hmm. But this thing holds these hot plasmas together. That's how you do it. You have to put that, you have to put 30 orders of magnitude of the kind of energy into it in order to keep these things stable. Mm-hmm. So that's. One example I have of how gravity is so much weirder than the other forces and how we just don't understand it. Gravity is the one that just doesn't make any sense.
0: I saw an, an animation just the other day. It was uh, a planetary thing. So it showed the Earth. Well, it started off with like Ceres and a minor planet, then Mars, Venus, Earth, and then went to Saturn, Jupiter, the Sun. And then it went through all the, the, you know, the Sun, stars that are bigger than the Sun to the biggest star that we know of. And...
1: The Y. Canis Majoris, I believe? That could well, be actually... I think it might it, be small. It computer. went
0: through a whole bunch, right? But, like, just the... You know that the scale yeah. of the universe is huge. But yeah. just watching this thing, it's like... I know it's... The scales are crazy. But just watching it again, it's like wow yeah. like the biggest star that we know of if you were in a jet airliner flying over the surface at 700 miles an hour it would take like 1400 years to get to circumnavigate the yeah. the star and
1: that but the difference between that distance and the distance and, and like a meter is much less the difference between us and an atom so even the broad scales that we see in the universe and universal objects mm-hmm. is much smaller than, than than the scales that we see of like quantum objects. So okay. We, that should be clarified. That, that's why that's not you know, that is the same reason that, that that's that's why gravity is so hard to study because these other forces show up at energy at very tiny energies that we can test with. Gravity uh, we need in, in humongous energies that we cannot even Create to okay. try to test it.
0: One of the uh, the beer stories that I put up, uh, there's a new place in Denver called First Draft. And this is a pour-yourself self-service bar. So you get a bracelet, and every tap has a computer monitoring system on it, accurate to a tenth of an ounce. So you can just kind of taste in... Up to a tenth of an ounce, ounce increment, uh-huh. and just kind of, and you just pay for what you do, and you just draw off your own beers.
1: Sounds about right. Sounds about the the, the way things are going. Sure,
0: it seems like not? a neat idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You use your little bracelet, scan in. Now,
1: now, what if your pour is all foam? How do you?
0: <laughs> That's a good question. What if the tap system is not balanced right, yeah. and you're pouring a bunch of shit? I don't know how that works. When it's not open yet, but it'll be open when we're out there, so we we could have the oh, opportunity yeah. of checking it out. I, w- I would like to
1: check that place out on weed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could absolutely check that place out in October. They expect they'll be open in like June ish. So Awesome. It's uh it's called first First Draft and it is on Larimer Larimer Development in River North. I'm not sure exactly where that is in part of town. But I've been on Larimer Street before. I'm just not sure how long Larimer Street is. Like a Rapaho like yeah. goes like all the way up to Fort Collins or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's crazy. So
1: Well, we'll probably have a, a a rental car while we're out there too, so we'll just go driving.
0: Mm-hmm. You wanna wrap this up?
1: Let's do it. Sounds good?